All right, this is it. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 262 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. back broadcasting once again from deep deep underneath a nondescript home in suburban pennsylvania thank you guys for tuning in thanks for listening thanks for streaming thanks for downloading and all that jazz hope you guys are doing well wherever you are as i sit here it's opening day or as some people call it opening day of baseball season that's not necessary You don't need to put that baseball season crap on there. Just say it's opening day. Everybody knows, you know. If you say if you say it the other way, it's like saying, I'm I'm gonna be traveling out to Los Angeles, California, you know. You don't need to put California on there, it's implied, it's understood. You don't need to say opening day of baseball season. Of course, that's in my world. There's other there's people like hunter and hunters and fishermen. There's, I guess there's NASCAR people, you know. Opening day means different things for different people. But in my life, when I say opening day, it's the first day of baseball season. It's not the first day of trout. It's not the, uh, it's not the, the first day of, uh, you know, Wolverine crossbow season or whatever the hell. I don't know. It's all a big mystery to me. Very shadowy, that whole hunting, fishing thing. Opening day is the opening day of baseball season, and that's today. The Reds play at eight o'clock. They play the, uh, the 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 Atlanta Braves, reigning world champs, Atlanta Braves, and uh, it's at eight o'clock tonight. It's going to be on ESPN. I took the day off work because it's a it's a religious holiday, and I'm entitled to take religious holidays off. They give us a number of these uh, the, the, the floating holidays, as they call them. That's what they're for, you know. I mean, the company, you know, recognizes various holidays. They generally stay away from the religious stuff, generally. But they give you some days. If you have a personal religious holiday that you want to take off, you know, they, they build that into the whole program. So the way I'm using this particular religious holiday is opening day. All right, so that's today. Electricity in the air. Love it. Unfortunately, it's raining here, pouring down the rain. It's cold. It's disgustingly disgusting out there. God. I just, we went out. Tony's car is leaking oil. And I don't know. She just had some work done on it. And I don't know what the hell's going on. It's leaking oil. And um, so she took it over to the garage, or, you know, she took it over there. And I uh, picked her up. You know, she, I followed her over, followed, followed, I followed her over there. God, what has happened? Anyway, I followed her over there. She dropped it off. She went in, did the talking, and then we went to a Chinese restaurant and had a, had a, had a fantastic, fantastic lunch. And, um, and then when we came home, the trash, it was trash day, so the trash cans were blowing all around because it's windy, it's cold. It's overcast and gray, 
and the trash cans were in the middle of the street. So I went out there, was dragging those things in, and they're like some, you know, one of them was like, like there was a bunch of water in the bottom of it because of, of the rain. The other one was on its side, and as soon as I went out there, it starts going. You know, it's already raining, and then it just starts pouring, dumping. You know, like what kind of bullshit? This uh, is it ever going to be spring? Is it ever going to be spring? We have this guy come in here. This is a this is a ritual, a ritualistic thing. Every spring, we hire somebody, and you can judge me all you want. Uh, it makes no never mind to me, right? Judge me. We have we hire. I hire a guy. I mean, we used to have people mow our lawn, right? And we did that for several summers. It was ah uh, paradise, you know? I mean as. The greatest, I mean, of all of life's pleasures. Not having to mow, but having your grass looking fantastic, your lawn looks fantastic, but you don't have to do any of it. Oh, that's a luxury. One of great life's great luxuries. Unfortunately, Tony's like, we're not doing that shit anymore. Costing us too much. I'm like, hang on a second. Don't I have a say in this? Nope. No, you don't. That's basically, I mean, it was, a, it was a much longer conversation. In fact, it lasted over weeks. It was a weeks-long conversation, but that's basically what it boiled down to. So we went out and bought a new lawnmower. Now we got to mow the lawn again. It sucks. The boys supposedly are going to help, or, you know, well, the younger boy helps. I do a lot of it. It sucks. It's terrible. However, I do still have somebody come in and do a, quote, spring cleanup because there's sticks and twigs. There's, like, leaves, like, in the bushes and shit just from the winter, just the battering of the winter. So we have somebody come in and do that every spring. Right now is the perfect time to do it because it's still too early to mow, but these guys are wanting, wanting to get to work, you know. So everybody's eager to do these spring cleanups. I got this guy. He's supposed to be here. He was supposed to be here yesterday. It rained. He 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 called me and said, uh, well, "I'm not going. I'm going to try to come out tomorrow morning. I think it's not supposed to start raining till one o'clock or whatever." And then today, I wake as soon as I get up, like, I wake up early in the morning. It's like pouring, just downpour. I'm like, "Here we go." So the guy still hasn't been here. I mean, he's been staying in contact with me. But he can't work because it's raining every day. It's like unbelievable, but. In fact, there's some baseball games that have been canceled already in New York, I think. New York, I think they canceled that game. Yankees. It's pouring. It's gross. It's cold. It's 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 dark. Eh. I went out there and took those trash cans. I got soaked. It's like it's like Jeff K's moving trash cans to blast him, blast him. I feel like somebody's up above, just like with a controller, like a, like a hand, like a like a joystick. Get him, get that fat asshole. You know, I think that's. I mean, it feels like it. I feel it feels like that's happening. All right, maybe it's maybe I'm a little delusional, but that's what it feels like. Saturday night, we went to me and the boys, me and the me and my two sons. Their their names. The older boy and the younger boy, right? We went to Philadelphia to see a uh, a Swedish post punk. That's the way they're described. Post punk band called Viagra Boys. <laughs> they're a Swedish. I don't know. I guess I, I, they're, they're very punky, but they're they're a rock band, and they have a saxophone. 
but it's not, you know, it's not like Baker Street. I mean, you're not here, and you're not. It's not like uh, Jerry Rafferty or something like that. It's just some guy just blaring through through a horn, you know. And um, they're noisy, and they write great songs, and I, I'm a big fan. And um, I got the boys hooked on them too. So we went down to Philly to see this band, the Viagra Boys, and I was like, Ugh. the whole, the whole. I'm, I'm to an age at this point in my life. I mean, I'm not afraid of going into Philadelphia or anything like that. It's not. It's not a fear or anything. It's not. I'm not trying to avoid it because I'm. Ooh, it's a scary place. No, what I, what I don't like to deal with is the frickin' hassle of it. I don't like going down in that down in that mess, you know. And it's a mess generally. I've, I've been to Philadelphia many times. I've seen bands there many times. I've gone down there for other reasons too, and it's generally a mess. You know, it's just a hassle. There's no place to park, and when you do find something, it's like far away, and it costs forty dollars. You know. It sucks, and then you got to walk back to your car through some sketchy neighborhood where somebody's going. You feel like somebody's going to stick a knife in your liver, you know? I don't know. So anyway, I was like, I don't know. I mean, I wanted, I want to see the band. I wanted to see the band. I didn't want to deal with all that, you know. So, um, but we went down there, and um, it was easy. It was great. You know, the, the neighborhood where this place is, Underground Arts, I've never been there before. I've been to many music venues in Philly, never been to this place. And it was in a neighborhood that, you know, it was easy to easy to get to. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of aggravation. There's a parking lot directly across the street. It was, uh, it actually had attendants working there, which is rare. And it cost $15, which is cheap. Right across the street, you know, and then the the venue itself was, uh, you know, it was down in some basement. It was cool. It was fine. They did check for vaccinate vaccination records. Luckily, I had it on my phone. You know, I had a picture of of my card on my phone. They checked that. They, you know, so they were checking vaccine uh, vaccination records at the door. And then they did a full pat down. I mean, I'm not talking about some cursory thing. They patted me down like I was a suspect, you know, up and down the insides of my legs and the outsides, you know, back, back around my waist and all this stuff. I'm like, what the? I think he might have glanced against my wiener, everyone, you know, a couple times, and I didn't care for that part. Anyway, anyway, so when we get into this place, it's small. It's a it holds 640. <laughs> That's the capacity. 640. And, um, you know, we went, we went down there. We were kind of early. And I was like, this is going to be cool, you know. And then it just started filling up, packed. I mean, it was packed out. I mean, I, I don't know if 640, I don't know if it was oversold. Often I think they oversell these places. But all I know is it was crowded and it was starting to get hot down there. And... Um, it was uh, the the opening act came out and they were freaking loud. They sounded like some kind of Joy Division type situation. It was like so loud. I mean, I, I've been to many 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 shows, so I'm not, I'm no lightweight when it comes to that. It was freaking loud. It was really loud. And um, they were they were called Provoker. Never heard of them before. Eh. 
It was all right, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't want to shit on them, but uh, eh, wasn't that, you know. Anyway, so they 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 played. They did their set. Place is just. It feels like people are still just pouring in, pouring in. Place is getting packed tight, you know. Nobody's. I mean, you talk about. Apparently, people are just like the hell with that. What coronavirus is over? Because you, know, I mean, you were in there like smashed in with hundreds of other people. Half of them are drunk, yelling and stuff, and um, so you know, and so then the uh, the, the Viagra boys came out around ten o'clock, ten after ten, I think, and they came out, and it was like, I mean, I mean, I've been to a lot of shows, as I mentioned, I've been to many shows that fall under the heading of punk rock, you know, I mean, I when I was in Atlanta, I went to hundreds of shows, hundreds, I've seen. All, all manner of bands and you know in various settings most of them in clubs so this is not something I'm not I mean this is something I'm very used to right but this when they when they came out and they just they started playing the whole place just erupted I mean it was like the whole it was like uh place was electric I mean the 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 uh the the crowd was freaking on fire you know and the band was like feeding off that and it was it was wild man it was like it was so hot everybody's jumping up and down i mean it was like crowd surfing you know and people people just jumping off the stage and you know the band was like doing shots on the on the stage it was like it was it was pure insanity you know it was so much fun just a blast so much fun and i i stood back in the I didn't stand all the way to the back. I stood about two-thirds of the way back, just out of the reach of that crowd-surfing bullshit. I'm not getting involved in that. You know, I'm not going to take a tennis shoe to the teeth, you know. that's I don't I don't care for that crap, you know. The whole place, it's like the, the, the audience looked like, a, looked like the ocean during a storm, just constantly churning and in motion, you know. It was wild, man. The, the the audience was on fire. The band was fantastic. At lead singer, I feel like you're seeing Iggy Pop or somebody or Jim Morrison or something. You know, somebody like that or Johnny Rotten. You know, great, great band. I, I, you know, I recommend if you want if you want something new to listen to, listen to that first Viagra Boys album. They only have two. The first one's called Street Worms. Great. You know, it, it might take a few listens for you to get into it, but that shit's good. So anyway, that was fun. That was a complete grand slam. Couldn't have been better. You know, so much fun. Great band. Um, so we did that on Saturday. Um, let's see what else. Um, let's see. Oh, today I told you today's opening day. You know what else? We bought a chair, a a recliner. I have never in my life owned a recliner. Never. And I made it to an advanced age. And today we ordered this, or we went and bought a recliner over the weekend. And um, it was delivered today. So the, so today I'm going to be watching that Reds game, right? We watch an opening day in a brand new recliner. What do you think about that? I am going to be joining the recliner nation. I'm going to be joining in the, in like, con- you know, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I'm going to be partaking of the uh, of the entire uh, recliner. Uh, oh, I lost it. I had the word right 
I, I knew the word I wanted to say. Now it's gone. This is what happens, you know. But anyway, um, got the new recliner, and um, I'm going to be taking taking care of that shit. You know, I'll be up there. I'm going to have to go out and buy me. I want to go out and find some uh, good, a nice craft beer and um, watch the game tonight in my new recliner. <laughs> was just delivered today. Guys brought it in the pouring rain, set it up for us, and um, it's all ready to go, man. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'll be joining the whole culture, the whole recliner culture. This is all new to me, so, um, you know, wish me luck. You know, hopefully I won't get hurt. Um, also, just so you know, I published a new a new uh, column at nonewjeffs.substack.com. It's about colonoscopies. And um, specifically about how I was pressured by my doctor to get a colonoscopy uh, a while back, about a year ago or so. And I was like, I don't know about that, you know. And then he said, how about the uh, shit in a box deal? No, it's not how he said it. But I tell that whole story about how I was um, how I was pressured into taking a colonoscopy. And then I ended up doing that shit in a box deal. So... It's. Uh, I think it's, there's. That's right in my wheelhouse, man. I I could write that kind of stuff all day long. You know, anything to do with, anything to do with, you know, any of that, any of that uh, bathroom humor. It's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> so check that out. No new or if you prefer, no new It'll take you right there. So check that out. It's the April column. It was published on April first. And um, I hope you check it out. Subscribe to it if you wanna. If you wanna get, if you wanna get them delivered to your inbox, it's totally free. It's for fun. It's about aging. Every issue, every or not issue, every uh, column is about some aspect of aging. So check it out if you're so inclined. It's kind of fun, I think. And let's see what else. Uh, what else I have here? Um, oh, I have a whole bunch of phone calls. But before we go, I want before we get into that, I want to ask you guys how often I need answers to this. All right, you can you can call me and answer it, or you can do it in the in, in the comments. I need answers, right? Um, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they told me that they never wash their jeans, never, like never. They never wash their jeans. I'm like, what the hell is this? I said, are you serious? I said, yeah, you don't need to. It's not necessary. Look it up on the Internet. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I said, I've heard that you're not, supposed to, you're not supposed to wash them like as often as a lot of people do. But never, never, you never wash your jeans. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that. Because I wash mine. I mean, I, I wash them probably too often. That's probably why I have those big catastrophic blowouts. I wash them and then I dry them, just blast them with the heat in the dryer. That's probably makes them brittle, and then they can't withstand the pressure. You know, my ass. You know, once I drop my ass down in there, then they start. You know, there's a catastrophic blowout, like a failure. You know, the denim just can't withstand it, and then, and then there's so there's like everything just rips open, and then the next thing you know, when you inspect it, there's like there's denim missing. There's like a, a section of denim that's no longer there. <laughs> Explain that to me. But anyway, 
So I've started, I wash my jeans every week, like every Saturday, I wash them, you know? That's probably too often. I understand that. That's probably why I'm getting all these blowouts. But how often do you wear your jeans? I'm just curious because this person I was talking to the other day said he never, and he's not some dirty, you know, he's not, this isn't some, I mean, this is a guy that's a respectable guy. I mean, I'm not saying, there's nothing like that. It's just, he says, you don't need to wash your jeans. Jeans are not made to be washed. I was like, I never heard of this before. I don't know. I mean, I, I've heard, I've read people say, I've heard, I've seen where people say that you're not supposed to wash them very often. But how often do you wear your jeans before you throw them in the washing machine? I need, I need some feedback on this. I need some closure. I guess I, maybe I'm blasting my jeans to, you know, just putting them through putting them through too much, damage them, cry, you know, until they become like, like, you know, they get brittle almost from the, it's from the, from the dryer, I think. The dryer kills them. So recently, I still wash them, but I put them in the dryer and I only run it through one time. So they're, they're still wet. And then I let them air dry after that. So I dry them, I, I run it one time, they're still wet. And I don't restart it. I take them out, hang them up, and let them dry. And I think that that'll help. But I'm washing them. I'm still washing them every week. Let me know what your feelings are. Do you wash your jeans? How often do you wear your jeans before you wash them? Let me know. I'm, I'm curious about this. I need, I need I need closure. All right. I have a whole bunch of... I, I apparently have not checked that Google Voice thing in a long time. Because I got stuff in here. From the before Florida or during Florida, our Florida trip, which was several weeks ago, so I need to—I don't know—I need to—I need to tighten my shit up because several, a couple of these are from pre-Florida or maybe while I'm in Florida. So that was a long time ago. So I apologize for that, but um, I'll share them with you guys. And um, this first one is from Teresa. I'm not sure she's called before. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know for sure, but. This is from Teresa, and it's right here. Hey, Jeff. My name's Teresa, and I'm a transplanted West Virginian who lives in Clearwater, Florida. If you want a good Cuban sandwich and you're going to be in Tampa, go to the Columbia Restaurant in Ebor. And if you're in Tampa and you want to tour around and get some flavor of the area, you should go up to Tarpon Springs to the Sponge Docks. Look around there. It's kind of fun. And there is a Greek restaurant there called Hellas, H-E-L-L-A-S, Del Misses. I'm looking forward to your report about Florida. Have fun. You know, I just, today, you might not, you guys might not believe me on this, but I just listened to this thing. Listen, I just listened to this message today, literally like an hour ago. It's the first time I listened to this. Everything, Teresa, everything you mentioned, we did. How, how crazy is that? You mentioned, uh, you mentioned the, uh, the Cuban sandwich at the Columbia restaurant in Ybor City. We did that. I had, I had a Cuban sandwich, both of us did, at the Columbia restaurant in Ybor City. We, you mentioned that. You mentioned Tarpon Springs. We went, that, we went to Tarpon Springs. And, and, and you said eat at a, rest, at a Greek restaurant called Hella's. We had lunch there. <laughs> How? Like, it's unbelievable. 
It's like we did every single thing that you mentioned. I loved all of them. The the Columbia restaurant was fantastic. The food was fantastic. The hostess, eh, not the greatest. She was kind of rude. But everybody else was super nice. The food was great. The whole experience was awesome. Tarpon Springs was interesting, fun. And that Hella's restaurant, kick-ass, really good. So... I didn't hear your uh, message before we left. In fact, I heard it weeks after I returned. But we took all of your advice. How's that? I mean, I don't know how that works, but it it worked out. So thanks for calling, Teresa. Those are great tips, and um, we followed all of them. The The next two messages are from Doug. These are, he's given me some tips on Tampa. And um, here, there's two messages. He got cut off after the first one. And then he calls back and finishes his thoughts. So here's two messages from Doug right here. Hey there, Jeff. This is Doug, longtime reader and listener, infrequent commenter. I had hoped to get this to you before you left for Florida, but, you know, stuff happens when it can. I lived in Charleston, West Virginia area for 42 years until I moved to Florida in 2005. I'm still loving it here. I don't miss the snow, ice, gray slush, or bitter cold. Late summer can get a bit rough. I'll find myself darting from air conditioning to air conditioning, but that is short-lived. So I understand you all are contemplating a move to Tampa. It is a fine area, and though I don't live there myself, I thought I could share my limited insights with you. One, Tampa likely has the highest strip club per capita in the state. There could possibly be more strip clubs than Starbucks. Two, the Gulf beaches are my favorites. White sand, warm and calm waters. I've only ever been to Clearwater in St. Pete, but understand most of Southwest Florida is similar. A side note, Clearwater Beach is fine but the city of Clearwater's downtown is dead. <clears throat> the Scientologists have bought up a great deal of downtown Clearwater, and they do not encourage any festive activities. So very few bars, clubs, restaurants, etc. Three, uh, love bugs. Love bugs are indigenous to the Gulf, and while they don't sting or bite, they do swarm two times a year. They are very acidic, so you don't want to leave their little conjoined courses on your vehicle for very long. They will eat up the paint. Uh, Let's see. uh, Four. Yingling has a brewery in Tampa. Enough said about that. Five. Ybor City is close to Tampa, and it has a yearly festival called Gasparilla. I've never been but I understand it to be a raucous public drinking activity, which is pirate-themed. Ybor City is spelled Y-B-O-R. The first time I passed through it, I had never heard the name pronounced. It happened to be at lunchtime, so I stopped in a local drive-thru to get some chow. And while I was picking up my food, I asked the teller what this place is called. She looked at me as though I was a moron and slowly said, Burger King. Six, 
Busch Gardens is the best thrill ride park in all of Florida. Hey Jeff, it's Doug again. Sorry, I guess I was getting a little long-winded for Google Voice. Uh, anyway, uh, the last thing I was going to talk about was uh, Bush Gardens. It is the best thrill ride park in all of Florida, and it's right there in Tampa. I understand your disappointment with Disney World. It is split into five different parks, each one having one or two thrill-type rides. I've been to Disney World more than I will ever want to be. Next to Bush Gardens, Universal's Islands of Adventure may be the next best park, although I'm thinking SeaWorld may be overtaking them soon, if not already. They have been installing coasters left and right. I guess they saw the writing on the wall that they will need something to replace all of their fish shows. That's all the insight I can offer on the Tampa area. I think it's a great place, and I hope you find it pleasing as well. And thanks for the many years of entertainment. Thank you for that, Doug. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. I didn't realize Scientology had anything to do with Clearwater. I don't know. I mean, we were in Clearwater. Well, we are at Clearwater Beach. So um, I, don't, I don't know anything about that Scientology part of it. But that's, that's, un, that's unfortunate. <laughs> and they won't even let – there's no bars and stuff. They don't want festa. I don't know. I don't like that. But um, the love bugs, I don't know. <laughs> That's foreign to me as well. Oh, man, do you hear that? It's thundering. Woo. All right. I don't know what's going on out there. This place is outrageous. Anyway, love bugs. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You said they swarm twice a year. I don't, I'm, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. The, I, I don't know. I, I, I have no knowledge. Yingling? Hell yeah. They had the Yingling, the Yingling bought an old Stroh's brewery or something down there because they had to expand their uh, production, you know. I knew about that. I forgot about it. We did go to that, um, what's that place, Cigar City Brewing. It's a, it's a, it's a craft beer. That's in, that was in Tampa. That was awesome. You know, they, have, they make really good, they have, a, they have an IPA called uh, uh, Hialai. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, you mentioned uh, the story, the Burger King story was hilarious. I laughed out loud at that one. That was good stuff. I read somewhere, somebody, I don't know, I don't remember where I saw this, but somebody was in comments somewhere said that they, um, his wife, who was from, from down in that area, was, he, she, he thought she was going to like, um, she was going to uh, divorce him because of the ways he mispronounced Ebor City. <laughs> Said she had a big problem with it. Um, but um, somehow I knew how that was pronounced. How do I know? I don't know. But anyway, Ebor City. Um, Bush Gardens, I've never, I don't, I went to Bush Gardens when I was a kid. But they, I think I was in Virginia somewhere. And I didn't really like it all that much. But I don't know. That was when I was, I mean, that was probably in the 70s. So, you know, basically, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no, you know, you can't be holding a grudge against something since the 1970s. I mean, my parents do that shit. I should try not to do that. My parents will hold a grudge. I mean, they have they've been holding a grudge against Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is what it was called when the grudge began. Now, of course, it's KFC. But when the grudge was was kicked off, it was still Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
something went wrong with some order of, of chicken that they ordered, probably, I don't know, maybe during Richard Nixon's first term, <laughs> you know, and that's not even a joke. I mean, I, I seriously think it was like the late 60s. They got some undercooked chicken and a Kentucky Fried Chicken somewhere, probably in Ohio or some shit like that. And they had been holding a grudge against the entire chain since then, and that from the 60s, from the 1960s. In fact, they won't even go, like, like I said, something about uh, Chick-fil-A, right? My mom goes, we don't eat Chick-fil-A. We got some undercooked chicken back when Nixon was president. I said that was not that wasn't Chick Fil A. It was KFC. And she was like, "John, is that true?" And he goes, "Yep, it was it was a Kentucky Fried Chicken." So they're so they're even getting it mixed up and spreading, spreading their grudge into other restaurants. There's guilt by association. They're like chicken adjacent, or they're like anything that has to do with chicken. Now they're spread, you know what I'm saying? I shouldn't do that, you know? I mean, I should, I, I haven't been to Bush Gardens. I don't know anything about it. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I didn't like it. I mean, I, I had, I was underwhelmed by it. Also, I used to, I was like obsessed with this place called Kings Island. It's outside of Cincinnati. Loved that. That was the gold standard as far as I was concerned. So everything was always compared against uh, Kings Island, even Disney, even Disney World. I was like, this isn't good. This isn't as good as Kings Island. We went up to Cedar Crest. Is that what it's called? No, Cedar Point. Cedar Crest was the uh, bed and breakfast. <laughs> Cedar Point up in around Cleveland in that area. Like, no, no way. It's not living up to the to the gold standard of Kings Island, you know. So anyway, um, you know, I. I, I I should, you know, I don't, I know nothing. So I appreciate the insight on that. Um, I think that's, I don't know. I think that covers it, right? I appreciate you calling in, Doug, from West Virginia. You say that's pretty cool, and you end up and and Teresa too. Florida transplants or West Virginia transplants now living in Florida. I might be down there with you someday. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I mean, my initial my initial thoughts are. Uh, not very friendly, not as friendly as I was thinking or expecting, I guess. Because when you go to Myrtle Beach, when you go to when you go to the Carolinas, people are generally nice. There's you you get a good, and in Georgia as well, you get some good Southern hospitality. Not in Florida, you know. I didn't care for that. And it's one of the things I didn't like when we lived in California. It felt like everything you do takes forever. If you want to go get a gallon of milk, it's like an excursion. You know, you got to set aside a chunk of time. You can't just run off to the store and buy a gallon of milk and come back. I mean, it turns into a it's it's a big to do. You know, and that shit wears on you. I mean, I'm sick of it. You know, so and it felt like that's the way it was down there in Florida where we were at. So. I don't know. I didn't. Tony wants to go back. Tony wants to give it more of a of a chance. So we probably will. So right now I'm like, eh, I don't know about that, you know. But uh, you know, we're gonna go back. It was just with just the two of us, you know. So thanks for the tips on all that. I loved I loved your Burger King story. <laughs> that was excellent, and I appreciate you calling in, Doug. And this, well, there's two more. This next one is from Patrick. 
And here it is. Hey, Jeff, this is Patrick checking in again. Man, I saw that uh, your family member, uh, C.W. McCall, died, and I'd just like to call and express my uh, condolences. I know that you guys were really close, and uh, I know it's a, it's a difficult blow in the time of need. It's a difficult time for your family uh, right now, so let's give my uh, condolences. But i got a question. Uh, what's a song that you're just sick and tired of hearing? Every time you turn around, the song's playing, and somebody came up to you and said, you know, you'll never hear this song again for the rest of your life, and you would totally be okay with that. I got Bohemian Rhapsody and Smells Like Teen Spirit both come into mind. I've, I've heard those songs enough. And I could really do without those two songs for the rest of my life. What are what are two songs that you could you could uh, not hear for the rest of your life and be okay? All right, man. Uh, keep up the good work. Take it easy. How dare you? C. W. McCall is not my relative. C. W. McCall. You know, you're getting your you're getting your 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 CB radio legends mixed up. My relative is Red Savine, okay? Not Red Savine. Red Savine is the um, the hit maker who recorded uh, Teddy Bear and Phantom 309, both CB radio le- legendary hits. CW McCall recorded Convoy. All right, I mean, eh. Not every CB radio musician from that genre, you know, the CB radio genre, was related to me. All right? Come on. But I was sad to hear about the passing. Struck down in his prime, C.W. McCall, convoy, crashed the gate, doing 98. Right? Familiar with that song? Anyway. Um, and the, the, you ask about two songs. Two song or no, you mentioned two songs. Songs that you could never hear. If you never hear as long as you live, you'll be fine with it. And you mentioned Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm right there with you on that. You know, enough of that. You know, I don't I don't need that. That's some kind of that's it's all it's borderline novelty. It's a novelty song almost. In fact, I don't want to I don't want to be controversial here. Far be it from me to be controversial. I'm not a huge Queen fan. I mean, they had some good songs, and and if you listen, they had enough to fill up a Greatest Hits album. They had a lot of nonsense, let's be honest. I mean, a lot of nonsense. And, um, you know, I like the idea of Queen, and I saw them in concert, and they were fun. And I like that album called The Game, which is one of the last ones, you know, near the end. had... Yeah, you know, I mean, it was a pretty rocking record, and it was fun. It was one of their more consistent ones, I think. It was later in their career, but they, a lot of their records are just filled with nonsense and a few good songs. <sighs> Not being controversial here, but anyway, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm with you on that. Smells like Teen Spirit. I don't know. I love that. I love. Uh, I love Nirvana. So I don't know if I, I'm not with you on that one. You know, Nirvana. You know. You know, uh, whatever. Um, one song that jumps immediately to mind that I don't need, need to ever hear again is that stupid, that that Bob Seger song called Turn the Page, where he's talking about life out on the road. It's hard out on the road. 
Whoo, I'm always out just moving from city to city, <laughs> forming for you people. Oh, boy, it gets tiresome. It takes its toll. Turn the page. Uh, whatever. That thing sucks. It's got some mournful horn in it. That song sucks. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, another a song that I hear, I've I mentioned this before. There's There were two hit songs by uh, Spin Doctors. Um, I don't know what they were. I don't. I don't remember what they were. But they they had Little Miss Can't Be what a Little Miss Can't Be Wrong, <laughs> and um and another one. I don't know. It feels like I hear those songs everywhere I go. Those songs are from the '90s, and I hear them. It feels like I hear them every day. I mean, it's probably not every day, but it feels like I hear them. They're just out in the world. Like every store you walk into, every gas station you drive into, you hear that, uh, you hear Spin Doctors. I don't hate those songs, but what the? I mean, you talk about saturation. I mean, how's that? That shit is sustained. I mean, this is 2022. And I hear those songs like all the time. They're just out in the ether, out in, just out in the open air. It's like weaponized. The spin doctors have been weaponized, you know. Anyway, um, but I don't. I don't hate those songs as much as I, I hate that. Uh, turn the page. Woo! That driving on that tour bus. It takes its toll on me, baby. You know. Turn the page. All right. Blow that horn, bitch. All right. That thing's terrible. <laughs> you get me fired up, Patrick. I could probably do some. I, if I if I gave it a little bit more thought, I could come up with some more. But um, those are the ones that pop straight in my mind. Thank you for calling, Patrick. I appreciate it always. And this last one is our old friend Ian in Scotland. And here it is. Hey, Jeff. It's Ian in Scotland. Glad to hear you got back from Florida. Okay. Uh, nice to hear you had a nice time. Couple of things for you. So I was in my dentist chair uh, with a hangover, something I would not recommend to anybody um, in their right mind. Um, horrible experience. And I, I had to tell him to stop, ask him to stop. I, huh, huh, <laughs> with my arms. And he said, Yeah, yeah, what is it? Um, I was smelling the, my own, smelling the burning of my own teeth going up my nostril. Horrible, horrible. And I'm like, huh, huh, <laughs> with my arms. And he said, what, what is it? What's, what's wrong? He says, you need to change that music um, from Will Smith singing Getting Jiggied With It <laughs> on the radio. It was horrible, horrible. Um, so, yeah, so this was one thing I could control. So, I wanted to ask about bad dental experiences. If you've had anything so calamitous has happened to you. Um, and also, that was. Um, Will Smith, pre the slapping. <laughs> uh, we call this the slapping. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I wondered about uh, your thoughts on that um, scenario, craziness. Um, it was like his Zinedine Zidane moment. Remember where the, the, the French superstar football player ended his career by headbutting somebody in the final game of the World Cup? Anyway. Keep up the work, mate. Bye. In the dentist chair with a hangover, listening to Get Jiggy With It. <laughs> that sounds horrible. That sounds terrible, you know? 
as far as dental uh, stories, I'll tell you one from yesterday. Tony had to have a tooth pulled, right? And she uh, she she was going to go have it. Uh, she was going to. It was just going to be with Novocaine, right? So she went over there to the. She drove herself over to this uh, oral oral surgery place over in Dixon City, which is like I don't know next town over, right? And um and I was going to be home uh, dealing with the guy who never came to do our yard, right? And uh, so then I get up early. I'm, I get I get awakened. I get awakened too early by the garage door going up. You know, I'm in there sleeping. It's early in the morning, and it's like, you know, like, what in the hell? Why? What is going on? Why is the garage door going up and down, up and down at 7.30 in the in the a.m.? Who is doing this? Why is it happening? You know, so I'm, I'm awakened too early. I, I I go downstairs. It's pouring down the rain. I'm like, well, I guess this guy's not coming. I don't know. I never. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I'm irritated and I'm up so early. And um and then so I, I pour myself a cup of coffee, you know. And then my phone rings and it's Tony. She goes, "You're gonna have to come over here." I'm like, "What? What?" She goes, "You're the, they can't use they can't do it with Novocaine. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to put me out. They're gonna have to put me under, and they won't let me drive." I said, uh, okay. I said, so you need me to come up? I said, well, uh, so we have two cars over there? She goes, no, have, have one of the kids drop you off, and then you can drive the car home. I said, all right, I'm on my way. She goes, you have to hurry because um, they're getting ready. I'm getting ready to go back now. And they said it'll just take a, just minutes. I said, I'll be right over. <laughs> yeah, this is a good way to start today. So I have the younger boy drive me over there, and I have to fold my fat ass into his little car. I'm like, God! So you riding this thing? Like what the? I like it's like to, I have to contort myself in a, into this thing, and then he's driving like I'm never. I don't think in my life I've ever been in the car with him where he's driving and I'm the passenger. I think this is the very first time because I don't allow anybody. If I'm in a car, I'm driving right. If I'm in a car with somebody, you know. 99.9% of the time I'm driving. I don't like sitting in the passenger side. I don't, I don't especially with the boys, you know. And so I'm, I, don't, I, I don't think I've, I literally have never been in the car in the passenger side, and he's driving. He's driving all aggressive. He's like zipping in and out of traffic. And I said, what the hell? You'd, I said, slow it down, man, you know. And um, he's like, what? God. So... That was terrifying. I thought for sure we're going to end up upside down and on fire, you know. So then we get over there, and um, I go in there to this place, and um, the woman's like, mask, mask. I'm like, I don't know. Are you asking me to wear a mask, or is this like some kind of, do you have Tourette's? I don't know. What the hell's going on? She's just yelling the word mask over and over. I said, I don't have a mask. I said, the pandemic's over. I was at the Bagger Boys over the weekend, and it was officially over. <laughs> So she opens a drawer, hands me a mask, and I have to put that on. She won't talk to me until I'm masked up. So then she goes, um, she's um, she's almost finished. She'll be in the recovery room in a second, and then you can go back. So I go back there, and um, 
you know, she's sitting there half out of it, and um, there's some woman go giving me all kinds of like she cannot, she cannot, uh, she can't work today, she can't work tomorrow, she uh, she needs to change the gauze every hour, and all just barking off all these like th- instructions. She can't, uh, she, she she can't sleep. She has to sleep sitting up tonight. And you use this medicine for today, starting today, and then use this medicine starting tomorrow. You know, all this stuff. Oh, just barking off all this stuff. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't know, you know. So, um, and Tony's like half out of it. I'm like, this is not the way I went. I, I took one sip of coffee, you know. It's one sip of coffee, you know, and, and, and here I am, you know. I'm trans, trans, transitioned immediately over into some weird situation. So anyway, we got through all that. I went up to the thing, and, and um, I got all the prescriptions and stuff. And I asked Tony, I said, how much is it, how much is this costing? And she goes, 182 or something. She goes, that's, I said, that's pretty good. Hell, I thought it would be way more than that. So I went up to the um, thing to get to the counter, to, to the receptionist or whatever. She goes, um, she goes, there is going to be a $600 charge for the, for the anesthesia. I'm like, what the? She goes, would you like to pay now? I'm like, <laughs> that's rich. No, nah, you guys need to bill us for that. You know, we're not gonna six hundred dollars. She was probably out for like thirteen seconds. You know, it's one of those things where you're just like, Ugh. so so I don't know. But anyway, so that that was just yesterday when I, when I was a kid. Here's another one story. When I was a kid, um, I was terrified of the dentist. Still not a fan to this day. I don't like anything medical. Even the eye doctor concerns me. I feel like they're going to find something. I think the guy's going to look into my eyes and say, uh-oh, big problems, you know? So anyway, I don't like anything medical, but I was a basket case when I was a kid. So me and my brother, my mom would take me and my brother to the dentist. It was in this old in this old uh, building in downtown Charleston. Had one of those old-fashioned... Uh, uh, elevators in it where it didn't really have a door it was like this metal like cage type deal where you like slide where the person there was like a guy in there like a like an elevator uh, assistant uh, whatever you call it attendant an elevator attendant and you'd say third floor please and the guy would like take you up to the third floor and it had like a cage type thing and you could see like bricks going by you know what I mean like this old building, probably built in the 30s or something. Kind of Art Deco, kind of cool. Anyway, I'd go. We'd go into that office, and my mom would make me go first because I was always on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Get this shit over with. So I'd go in there, and um, I would always make up these stories and try to freak my brother out when I get back. So one time I came back, and um, I came back after I was done, and my brother was getting ready to go in. We were young. And I said, oh, man, I don't know if I should tell you this or not, but the doctor was just in the bathroom right right before I came, you know, after he finished with me, he was in the bathroom. I heard him ask the nurse for a roll of toilet paper. And then he said, uh, oh, never mind. I'll just use this one last square. And um, that's what I heard when I was walking by, when I was walking out of here. And then, and then my brother had to go back there, and the guy has both of his hands stuck in his mouth. <laughs> so that's my two dental stories, the ones that pop into my head. Eh, 
I can understand the get jiggy with it. That thing, you asked for my opinion about that Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Uh, I mean, when it first happened, everybody's like, that's clearly staged, obviously. To whose benefit? Who benefited from that? I mean, Will Smith is like a pariah now. People are like, what is wrong with this guy? You know, he had this well... I mean, everybody thought he was, like, a really good guy and everything. Now everybody's like, what is this guy, maniac or something? That didn't help him. That hurt him bad. And that doesn't help Chris Rock either. And everybody's like, they're doing it for ratings. Nobody knew about it until it was over. I mean, how did, it didn't help the ratings. To whose benefit? Everybody thinks they're just so smart. You're not going to get over on me. They're just, like, real skeptical of everything. Everything's a conspiracy. Clearly staged. It wasn't staged. I mean, why? Why would they stage such a thing? To whose benefit? I mean, what the... What kind of lunatic, you know, goes up there and just slaps a guy on stage on national TV? Guy's a nut. That's my opinion. Thanks for calling, guys. Thanks for calling, Ian. And all you, Teresa, Doug, Patrick, Ian, thank you guys for everything. If you guys want to call in and be a part of a show like that, like those four good folks did it's easy to do 570-290-8151 is the number and i'll i'll be sure to check it quicker <laughs> i won't let weeks go by but you can call in and be a part of a future show 570-290-8151 and if you want two of these episodes a week instead of a measly one you can do that too head on over to patreon.com slash jeff sign up for a four dollar or more monthly donation and you'll gain access to an extra episode of this podcast every single week. Not every once in a while. That's for suckers. Every week. So do it today. Patreon.com slash Jeff K. And if you want to see expanded show notes, photographs, links, you know, value-added service, head on over to surfreportpod.com. There's extra stuff in there. It's a, it, it goes with the, each episode has an entry. Each episode of this podcast has an entry there. And there's all kinds of supporting stuff there. It's fun. It's a good thing. Surfreportpod.com. I'm doing this $5 scratch-off project. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm underwater. But I win. I've been winning $5 a week. I pay 10 I win 5 I think three weeks in a row, you know. So I am winning a little bit, but I'm not. I'm underwater. You can check it out at, uh, let's see. Let's see what it is. It's the WVSR.com scratch off five, the number five at the end. So check that out, too. All of it's in the show notes. So if you missed any of this, it's easy to find out. This one's kind of long. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to watch the Reds. What time is it? It's 3 o'clock as I record this. Five hours from now. The Cincinnati Reds baseball season will start over and, um, for 2022. It's a beautiful day. It's a religious holiday, and um, it should be a it should be a national holiday, opening day, right? So it's exciting. There's electricity in the air. So thank you guys for everything. I hope you enjoyed this. I appreciate it. Next time I'll be over on uh, the Patreon side for patrons. And until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye.
in the dentist chair with a hangover listening to Get Jiggy With It. <laughs>